Hello and welcome to the Morning Nary Podcast. I'm John. And I'm Meredith. And this is a special bonus COVID-19 episode we are putting together here just to kind of uh, tackle some of the issues that we're facing right now as a, as a country as a whole. And uh, as a world. And as a world, yeah. It's more than just this country. It's, it's definitely worldwide. And first of all, we just want to first start by thanking those on the front lines of this pandemic. You know, I'm going to start off with just our medical per, uh, professionals, the doctors, the nurses, the pharmacists, the senior facility employees, the, the EMTs and paramedics out there dealing with this on the front lines. We also want to thank the postal workers, the delivery employees, restaurant employees, grocery staff, factory workers, sanitation workers, National Guard, charity organizations that are running food banks and getting food to those in need. Mm-hmm. And also all those government officials that are tr- making really tough policy decisions right now, including police officers and government employees and financial employees, the, the banking industry that's keeping our financial system going and the banks going to where we can still spend money on groceries and keep this economy going so we can all still continue to function. Absolutely. And today we just read an article that was released by the Harvard Business Review called That Discomfort You're Feeling is Grief by Scott Bernado. And it's just an awesome article that we're going to make sure that we post and also put in the show notes here. Read it if you have time. It's a great article. It is long, but it is really, really good. Yeah, it talks about how what we're going through right now is trauma and how what we're experiencing right now as a country are the five stages of grief. And it's interesting how you see different people in the different stages of grief. You see the people run to the stores grabbing as much as they can. You've got a pretty good example. He talks about specific things that people are doing in different stages of this right now. Yeah, in the article, he says there's denial, which we say a lot of early on, that this virus won't affect us. That's mm-hmm. the denial that some of us maybe have even said. When you heard people saying, oh, this isn't more than the flu, this is nothing, and trying to blow it off and act like it's no big deal, um, that's the denial phase. Right. Then the anger, you're making me stay home and take me away from my activities. Right. How could you take away my freedoms? How could you lock me in my house and tell me I can't go anywhere? You know, um, just it might an- be an anger that you yeah. maybe felt. Mm-hmm. Um, bargaining. Okay, if I social distance for two weeks, everything will be better, right? Right. And, and you know, like you and I talked about, um, the people that were in the POW camps back in the wars of, oh, I'll be, I'll be, um, released or I'll be found or they'll rescue me by Easter. I'll be, oh no, they'll rescue me by the 4th of July. Oh no, they're, and giving themselves these false deadlines. We're in a thing right now where we don't know where the, where the end is yet. Because right. this thing is still growing, we don't know the pace that it's growing. So we've got to be careful not to give ourselves those false and doing that bargaining of in two weeks it'll be over. We don't know that. Right. And being honest with ourselves of we don't know the timeline of this thing. Nobody knows. No one knows. And I think that's important to know that we're all in this together. Mm-hmm. Everybody making the decisions, all of the medical professionals working really, really hard to keep everybody safe. Nobody knows, but we do have a lot of people working hard to find solutions as quickly as they can. And so we need to be really thinking about them right now. And the best thing we can do for them is to do what they're telling us to do. And that is to decrease the spread of this thing. We cannot give this thing any more power than it's already gotten. We have got to help our healthcare providers out 
by decreasing their workload. And we all have heard, don't, we know, got to flatten the curve, got to flatten the curve. What can we do to decrease the spread of this virus? And the best thing we can do right th with, to do that is to stay away from each other and to give each other some space. It's our only defense right now. Yep. Um, the other thing would be sadness or depression mm -hmm. that you may be feeling with this as well is, I don't know when this will end. And yep. that is really hard. The unknown of not knowing, mm -hmm. it is very hard. And breathe into that. And the fear of it, too, of what if this does happen to me, you know, could, could make you pretty sad and nervous or somebody that I love. And know that we're all feeling that. Yeah. You're not alone in that feeling. And you're not alone in feeling isolated. And, the, and that doesn't even hit the depression or the sadness that can come from those who are already lonely, living alone, or these people that are living in these senior facilities, these care facilities, who already don't get a lot of visitors, are now getting even fewer, and they also are, are, leaving, are losing their meal times where they see the other people in their facility. It's extremely lonely for people that sometimes that's their what's grounding them. They're already sometimes struggling with memory issues. And now dealing with the loneliness, and I just think of all the people that are out there alone in their homes, and how can we breathe some hope and some life into them from a distance? Maybe it's FaceTiming with somebody that you know that is probably home alone right now that might need to just see another human and talk to another human just to reassure them that they're not alone in this world. Yeah. I think a lot of our defense to the sadness, depression stage is reaching out. Mm-hmm. Reminding ourselves that we're real and that we're still in this world with other people yeah. and that we are truly not alone. We are in this together. And one of the best ways to not feel lonely is to reach out for yourself. Mm -hmm. Like if you're feeling lonely, call someone. Yep. Talk to someone. Reach out. Let them know that you are feeling that way. Yeah. Because we all are, really. Right. We all are. And that I think that'll help you not get fall farther down. Yep. And so we don't want that. For and like you. we talked in the depression side, depression episode, breaking that cycle. Yeah. Finding the triggers and what can we do to break that cycle and come back up for air? And you may be that breath of air for somebody else. And at the same time, you're getting air too. Yeah. And as you know, and you've heard from my story, how important exercise was for me mm -hmm. to overcome. So make sure we have some of these nicer days in our country coming thank goodness we're going into the spring season yeah go out for a walk if if it's not raining or if it is raining there's so many exercise videos on youtube or call a friend and facetime and you both exercise together i've done that with a good buddy yeah. and we would do they call them tabata um t circuits and we used to do those even before this do that with a friend it's really fun and it helps you stay accountable yeah. in exercise so Make sure you're reaching out, and there's still ways you can do it with others. Yeah, absolutely. And then you're killing two birds with one stone. You're getting the social piece. You're interacting, but then you're also exercising, getting that blood pressure up, and getting rid of those toxins. Then the other thing that he wrote is, finally, there's acceptance, which would look like you saying to yourself, this is happening. I have to figure out how to respond. Mm -hmm. So realizing this is real. It is happening to everyone. How can you respond in a positive way to impact yourself and others is what I would maybe see as the acceptance in this. Yeah. In realizing your role, whether you are one of the professionals that is on the front line, 
or if you're just your job is to separate yeah we are able to be home but it is hard for people that are still working from home and if you have kids now you're also the teacher all of our teachers are doing a fabulous job by providing information for our students but we are the ones that have to make sure they get it so it does Mm kind of turn us into the teacher or monitor and that adds another stress Mm -hmm. so know that parents we're all in this together we're right there with you doing it with you yeah and and i would also say um, this is a really good time to remember evaluating what do i have control over yeah and having boundaries with the things that you don't have control over and he talks in that article about truly getting present with yourself and okay just kind of get in a meditated state I'm breathing air through my nose. That is, that's real. And that's something I can control. The desk in front of me, it's hard. It's in front of me. I can feel it. That's something that's real. That's something I can control. Own your, your environment, own your um, experiences and own what you can control and create a healthy boundary with the things that you can't control. Yeah. And I would say for those that are avid readers of what's going on, Mm -hmm. read yourself. Are you getting too overwhelmed reading that information that you keep reading about? Take a break. Yeah, and maybe put... Don't get consumed by all of it. Yeah, put some boundaries on yourself. Maybe I'll read an update in the morning, read an update in the evening, and that's it. Yeah. I'm not going to turn on the 24-hour news and and sit there and and stress out about everything they're telling me to stress out about. I'm going to check an update in the morning. I'm going to check an update in the afternoon or evening, and then I'm done. Yes. I'm going to disconnect and I'm going to live my life and I'm going to breathe and I'm just going to be present with my family or present with the people around me or I'm going to get on FaceTime and I'm going to spend some time with somebody that might need some time and really just be present with yourself. Absolutely. And I think we may also just kind of share some ideas of how to reach out. But before we do that, there was another thing that in the article the author put that I thought was worth sharing with you guys right now is that history tells us that this is survivable. We will survive. This is a time of overprotect, but not overreact. Mm -hmm. So your job right now, if you're not on the frontline jobs, is to overprotect. That's your job. And we should look at it as a job. Is this is now your new thing that you need to focus on, is overprotecting, protecting not only your family you live with but your extended family as well and friends and those that are vulnerable yep you're doing your part to protect and he talked about the sixth stage of grief so he talked about speaking with the um elizabeth kubaras's family and getting permission to create a sixth stage of grief and that is making meaning and i think that's what we've been talking about for a lot of this episode is reaching out Looking to looking for a way to, for, to be a human helping other humans. How can I breathe life into somebody, breathe hope into somebody, and make meaning of this? And how can we as a society and as a culture come out stronger on the other side? And I think that is through making meaning. How can we leverage this event, leverage the pain and stress and anxiety that we're all feeling? How can we leverage that to come out stronger as a culture on the other side? And I think that is it. How can we make meaning of this and how can we sit here and say, you know what, this can either destroy us or grow us. Absolutely. And I think, I think if we, if we all choose to, 
We can choose to allow this to grow us. And I think that will truly make meaning of this where we'll look like, you know what? That was a really cruddy time we went through. That really sucked. But man, it really made us value our families more. It really made us reach out to other people, build friendships through, and became a stronger culture because of it. And I think that's what we're going to see. I, I, I'm already seeing glimmers of that, where you're seeing just the best of humanity coming out of this event. Yeah. And we have had multiple conversations about this is really, really good. We're sitting down for dinner every night as a family, which we normally do anyhow. But we have had more conversations, more time with our kids, more time to just have consistency with them and have conversations with them and, and work on just growing each other. And I think we've already seen some growth in our family since we've spent all this time together. Um, so it's, it's refreshing to see that if you choose to allow it, it can be an opportunity um, for growth. Yeah, I agree. And it, it, it all goes back to that mindset, right? Yep. What you want to choose, but it's your choice. Yep. And it's just like as parents when we give our children choices, right? Because we hope they make the right choice, but they yep. may not. Yep. So giving, here's your chance of here's your choices, which direction do you want to go? We can choose decay or we can choose growth. We challenge everyone to choose growth and to do the work and spend it and, and let's not waste this time that we have to, to grow. Yeah, and, and ways to make meaning can look so many different ways. We all have different um, backgrounds, gifts, knowledge, um, talents that we can provide to those around us. So think about those and use them. Try mm -hmm. not to compare what somebody else is doing or what you're doing. Figure out what fits for you because you will touch somebody by doing something. Mm -hmm. And so like we've seen um, just watching our friends on Instagram, we love seeing the ideas of we saw a neighbor do a tic-tac-toe board and the neighbor boys came over and played tic-tac-toe. One was inside, one was outside. They were doing the right thing, protecting, but still interacting. Mm. What a cool way to do something like that. Yeah. Um, ourselves, our neighbors, we still, we're not sure who exactly did it, um, but they chalked um, really nice messages on a bunch of driveways. And my kids were so excited. Like somebody mm. chalked us. Like yeah. they thought that was so fun. Um, we've seen people have um, group dinners using technology and using video. Um, and interacting, still talking, seeing um, through churches, community groups, still checking in mm. on people. Um, we even, with a couple that we normally play cards with, we said, hey, can we just virtually hang out? And we did. We hung out. Um, we, we hope maybe even with our extended family, we can play some board games via um, video so that we're still interacting, still seeing, still loving, still encouraging, I, um, you know, texting with friends, sending fun Im funny images or videos or, you know, checking in on each other. I know I have a group of women that we are doing that, and I've got individual friends mm -hmm. I'm also doing that with. And I'm just so thankful for those interactions, even though they're they're quick and small, but they're impactful to me um, because it's, it's a way to reach out and care about each other. Yeah. And so I know many of you guys are doing that, and I just want to continue to encourage you and know that it's meaningful, it has purpose. And in the end, when we look back on this, we'll see that 
and we'll see the, you know, the trickle effects of how that can happen, just like we're seeing the trickle effects of this virus. Mm-hmm. So I, I hope that's helpful to you guys. Yep. Johnny, do you have any other ideas? No, I think, I think you hit them. I think just looking for ways to reach out and to just metaphorically touch somebody else. <laughs> we can't touch them physically, but how can we touch them emotionally? How can we reach out and see them um, and just remind them that they're not alone, remind them that you're still there and be that breath for them. They may be in that depression phase and maybe you are that opportunity for them to come to the surface, take a deep breath and just breathe with you. All right. Um, again, we, we, this was just a bonus episode. Um, we're going to keep it short today, but we really appreciate you tuning in and we thank you for listening today to the Mordinary Podcast.